Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. If you came to youth on, on Friday, which most of you didn't, Ken um, spoke and he was talking about how great a longboarder he is and how wonderful he is. And he met this young lad out longboarding and they connected and he said, hey, you want to come to youth group? Oh, yeah. Oh, a party. Fishers of men. Yeah. That's beautiful, isn't How it? Good. How and good. he came to a party. Yeah, came to church. And and look at the look at what's happened here. Yeah, and look come at the to generations church. that are going to be changed from that. Finds a good-looking girl, becomes Ken and Barbie. No, Ken and Lindy. <laughs> no one's ever used that line before no, ever. No. Oh. So I'm the last one. And what Kylie said about how us using different methods of connecting with God, you know, God is doing the same thing with us. Oh. With you, That's he's good. he's getting your attention this morning. He's ha, has he got your attention? Have, did you did you sense anything through our time of worship there? Just singing songs. Thanks, team. Did 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 he get your attention? Because he wants your attention. Mm. He's he's getting your attention. You might have actually been annoyed by some of the stuff. Why did the drums play so loud? Yeah. Why why was this why so loud? Why why was that? Why 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 did they bring this thing up on the stage and then take it away again? That just annoyed me. He's getting your attention. He's getting your attention. Does this offend you, Jesus said oh. to his disciples? He's getting your attention. So if anything's been triggering you in any way, he's getting your attention. So listen, because it'll be good. Yeah. And we can grab our seats because I need to sit down. Where's my tea? Oh. oh. <laughs> For those that are new here, I said Thank that sure. last week and I, I nearly got it thrown at Thank me. Um. What was that about anticipation? No, so, no. we worship isn't just to start a meeting. Really? <laughs> it's it's <laughs> not to start a meeting. Like we don't sing it to hype ourselves up. We sing it to set an atmosphere and align our mm-hmm. spirits and our minds and our souls with oh. the kingdom of heaven. Come on. And we can, we can come along to church and just stand there and be a brick wall. You're allowed to. No one's ever going to stop you. But you will miss out on life. You will miss out on the very essence of what God is he's trying to speak to you. Last night, you know, we got home from watching Top Gun. I laid on the floor. I said, Kylie, we're going right down the front. She's going, no. I said, I want to lay on the floor. I have to lay on the floor because the... We got to put in a, a, a lobby to get new chairs at the cinema or something because they're so uncomfortable. And so I'm laying on the floor watching Top Gun. And then when I went home, I went inside and laid down. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, I was painting and then we were working on there. Zach and Chelsea have got their house for those. That, <laughs> or something that resembles a house but will be a – it is a diamond in the rough but you wait until – because people saw our house and went, you paid money for that? And now they come to our house and go, wow, this is so amazing. And it's like, yeah, we still haven't finished renovating 20 years. Mm. Um, not that that's going to take you that long. But um, <laughs> but I, so last night I, – I, well, this morning I woke up at like 3 o'clock, wrote down a he- whole heap of, of thoughts that the Holy Spirit was giving me and then – as every good Christian did, I watched um, James Bond, the last James Bond movie again. So, and uh, wow! But there's so much in it. It's a beautiful movie. 
it's a it's a roller coaster ride. <laughs> More cars were destroyed in that movie, I think, than any movie else. In anyway, let me get to the point. At the end, Mallory, who is M, for those, oh, I'm not going to spoil anything. I did with one person. Oh, uh, two. <laughs> oh, did I? Oh. So at the end, Mallory or M makes this. Um, he quote. And it's from a Jack London um, statement. He wrote short stories in the early 1900s. And this was put in the beginning, the, the foreword in the beginning of his stories and, and short writings. And he said, I would rather be ashes than dust. I would rather that my spark should burn out in a brilliant blaze than it should be stifled by dry rot. I would rather be a superb meteor, every atom of me in magnificent glow, than a sleepy and permanent planet. <laughs> the proper function of man is to live, not to exist. I shall not waste my days in trying to prolong them. I shall use my time. Yeah. We just had time here. And if you lost it, if you just said... When's this going to be over? You missed it. You missed an opportunity. Doesn't matter. You get to have that opportunity again at some point. I'm speaking into your future yeah. here. I'm speaking yeah, right. into um, prophesying into your life. If, if you've ever switched off to God, please open up. That song that, we, that the, they sang at the end, I'm open, I'm open. That wasn't just a, you know, trying to get you ready to receive a word. No, no, no. That is us connecting with the Father. Don't just waste your days. Don't kill time. That's what the planet is all about, killing time. We are to savor time. It is appointed to us a certain amount of days. That's it. Yep. Each one of us has a certain amount of days. Charlie Pitt, his beautiful father, passed away this week. Um, he had a certain amount of days, didn't he? And he, and he lived them well, lived them well. So each one of us only has a certain amount of days. We don't know when they're going to finish. So let's not fill them up with dry rot. Let's burn bright. We're called to be the light of the world. Let's yeah. burn bright. Yeah, come on. Okay. I just wanted to add that in there because I got that early this morning and I went, how did M come up with such a great quote? Judy Dench wouldn't have, but um, oh, no. You're saying names, I don't I'll know. go away, yeah. Okay, number one. We don't talk about Satan or the enemy that much. We don't like to give him that much um, street cred here in this church. To be honest, I don't care what he's doing because Jesus has the victory. Yeah, That's our focus and yep. we're always going back to that all the time. So many people are focused on what the enemy's doing in their life that they, they miss out on what God's doing in their life. Um you know, they, they're so, so consumed who, with what or who is against them that they forget who is for them uh -huh. and who is on their side. Uh -huh. there, there are more on our side than there are against us. And there's more within us. Yeah. He who is within me yeah. is greater than he that is in the world. Um, now you're and many of us get focused on sin like that's the main issue and they forget that grace and forgiveness is the supreme answer. They think about the issue more than they do of the answer from heaven. 
He was the lamb that was slain before oh. <laughs> sin came into existence, before oh, time w- was made, before the foundations of the world. He was already coming. So I don't like to even be sin or Satan conscious. But in James 4, 7, it says, So submit to God, the authority of God. Submit to the authority of God. And when you realize that maybe the enemy is coming into your periphery, that there is a a sin or you get challenged on something or an attitude or, or something comes out of you, then it says in the next part of this, James 4, resist the devil, stand firm against him and he will flee from you. It's not like you're, oh, I've got to fight the devil. No, 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 no. Resist the devil and what he does and he will flee from you. So honestly, the plans of the enemy are not that complex. It's pretty basic. Steal, kill, destroy. So does that mean that he has the authority to steal and kill and destroy? No. He uses deception to get you to steal, to allow things to be stolen off you, to allow things to be killed within you and allow things to be destroyed within you. He is the father of lies. That's all he's got is lies and deception. Um, uh, Where am I going? Ephesians 6. Yeah, Ephesians 6. Sam brought these in on Tuesday morning. Because last week they made their shield of faith and Joshua, sorry, somebody said, I don't need a shield. What do I need a shield for? And so Sam got some fiery arrows. He's got some red and yellow on there. I wanted to dip them in petrol and shoot them across the church. But OH&S said otherwise. So just imagine that these are fiery arrows. And, and the Word of God says, in addition to this, so it's talking about the armour of God, put on the full armour of God. Remember oh, yeah. last week we were talking about the Blitzkrieg? Who knows what Blitzkrieg stands for? Lightning, Lightning war. Lightning. So isn't that interesting? Lightning arrows, fiery arrows. Light. I saw Satan fall like lightning. So he uses the lightning factor is all in there and there's a depth to that. Mm-hmm. But it says to put on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness and have your feet covered with peace. That everywhere you walk, the gospel of peace is, is just, that's what your stability is it's there. But it says, add to this. So these are things that we have to add to our armour. We need to add to it the shield of faith. Add to it and take up the shield of faith. This is Ephesians 6.16. With which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. I'm just reminded of that joke, you know, be alert. And I go, I was alert once, so I grew out of it. That went over oh. well, didn't it? So we're thinking My, about it. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. So I want to talk about, <laughs> you were alert once, weren't you? Yes. You grew out of it? Alertism, I think, comes with age. And oh, stay, Get off that topic, Stephen. <laughs> if you're not going to so, explain it, just move on. Yeah, <laughs> if you have to explain it. <laughs> so number one, from day one, um, Ezekiel tells us that the 
and Isaiah tells us that Lucifer had gems in his body. He had musical instruments in his body. Yeah. He was beautiful. He had an incredible sound. And you might go, musical instruments in his body? That's a musical instrument. You know, your heart mm -hmm. beating, your hands clapping. That's percussion right there. We have musical instruments in our body. Some of us has really good stringed instruments in our body. We would practice in that me ma ma mu ma ma mu mi mu mi me ma mo ma. Chelsea was doing that in the car the coming here, going through her scales, and I'm going, that is so clear. So I tried to join in with her. <laughs> Zach was going, please, somebody, somebody, <laughs> Jesus, take me now. That's why he drives <laughs> like that. Okay. <laughs> so the devil is such a deceiver that he even deceives himself. He reads his own press and believes it. Uh -huh. So in Ezekiel, yep. he said, I am so beautiful. I'm, I'm wonderful. I'm marvelous. So much so that he, he said, I can be equal with God. I don't have to share this glory that God has put in me. I can be equal with God and, don't, and not have the glory doesn't go to him. It goes to me. The whole equality movement started from deception. It started with Satan. It was the original sin. I can be equal with God. Covetousness is based on desiring that which has been given to others. That's why it's the 10th commandment to remind us not to compare what we have with what others have. There are a lot of people that are born with good genetics and they have great voices or great looks or, and, and they think they're just it in a bit and they make money off it and they get glory here on earth from it but they don't get value from it we've got to make sure that we're doing things that have, that have value in it and the only thing that has true value is the victory that comes through Jesus Christ yeah Isaiah states that he was so full of pride and great beauty that he he wanted all this glory for himself so the number one enemy arrow was deception of being equal with God if we look at um, Genesis 2, 2, I don't have this on the screen, but God said to, um, to Adam, the first thing he said to him, put him in the garden and he said, you are. Do you know that the number one thing the enemy wants to deceive you about? Who you are. He wants to deceive you about who you are. He wants you to compare yourself with someone else. He wants to compare your looks, your your. I don't know, your wealth, your, your car, your house, your, your self-esteem, your marriage with, with somebody else. He wants to take who you are, who God has made you to be. So God said, you are. It's an amazing statement right there. You are. But he didn't stop that. He said, you are free. He said that to Adam. You are free. And he followed on to eat from any tree in the garden. See, there's more depth to Genesis there's more depth to the word of God than just reading a sentence break it down yeah. break it down and you can get so much out of it you are free to eat from any tree in the garden but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good deed evil for when you eat from it you will certainly die that word die means you will know death intimately in fact you will have to kill something to know death intimately that's quite profound. So then a little bit later, the serpent turns up and says to Eve, um, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? 
he, he just stretches it. He just stretches it out. And what does Eve say? Oh, yeah, we're not allowed to eat. We can eat from any tree, but we're not allowed to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or even touch it. It's amazing how we add religion. We add, you know, um, rules around the things of God. This was actually a freedom. You are free to eat from anything. Just don't touch that one. That one there, it's going to cause death to come into existence. So she, um, she said that to him and he said, did God really say? Did it? The question came in there. Later on, Jesus gets baptized. The heavens open up and God's voice comes down. This is my son. Goes into the wilderness led by the Holy Spirit. And the first thing is the, the deceiver, the tempter, he's called there, says, if you really are the son of God, then do this. So he always questions. He wants to undermine who we are in God, who we are. If more people knew who they are and actually fulfilled that purpose, they fulfilled that purpose and revealed the truth of who God made them to be, we would have a lot saner communities. We would have a lot safer communities. We'd have less mental health issues, less domestic violence issues because people would would be they would be an understanding of who they are and what they are what their purpose is and what truth is coming out of their life oh okay if you're fighting for equality you're fighting the wrong battle Jesus said this this is his prayer to the father right before he leaves planet earth in John 17 Verse 20 says, my prayer is not only for those that you've given me, not them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who does that include? I know it's not a tough question. That's us. If you're here today and you've believed the message, he was praying for you. And he wasn't just praying, oh, that the enemy won't, you know, have his way with him. He's not praying, oh, that, that the Romans are going to wipe him out and to make torches out of the Christians in a few years and he's going to destroy the temple. He wasn't praying that. What was his number one prayer? That all of them may be one. It's not about equality. It's about unity. It's not about equality. If we're fighting for equality, it's not about equality. And there'll be more depth in this to come because we, we want to take some words back that have been used for the wrong reason. There's, there's a stigma attached to some words now that are wrong. We want to take them back because these are the, the, there is truth in these words. Yeah. Um, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us that the world may believe that you have sent me, that there is redemption, that God has an eternal plan for mankind and that plan was always to be one family under God united. Ephesians 3, 14 says this, for this reason, in the Amplified, grasping the greatness of this plan by which the Jews and the Gentiles are joined together in Christ. This is unity and harmony right here. I bow my knee in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth, oh, it's not coming up on the screen. This is a really good scripture. Is deri it derives its name, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, God, the first and ultimate Father. 
This is Ephesians 3.14 right here. Every family, every family, every family. There is no division in the household of faith. There is no division in the kingdom of God. There is unity. There is no equality in the household of faith. There is no equality in the kingdom of heaven. There is unity. That is the desire of the Father, to be one family. That's why we're doing eatings, not meetings. So that we can come together as one family around a table and we, and we can eat and we can pray together and we can talk about life and we yeah, can be it. intimate with one another and not have an intimate knowledge of death but have an intimate knowledge of eternal life oh. and start talking about the things of Jesus because Jesus came to do what? Give us life, life. to the fullest. Give us life to the fullest. And if you're going, I've heard this before, Stephen. I know this. I pray that you get a revelation of this afresh because this is life. Come on. This is God's plan for each one of us. If you're living out an existence at the moment, eking out an existence, don't let the dry rot set in. Let the blaze of the Holy Spirit. I have come to baptize you with fire and with power, Jesus said. That power to burn bright, but to last long. Yeah, live with purpose. Oh. Live with purpose. I, you can talk now. <laughs> Excellent. The, these are the fiery darts anyway. No. Yes. These are the darts the enemy uses. <laughs> no, deceit. Yep. He uses deception. Yep. He uses doubt. And he uses deprived. Because <laughs> they had to start with D. And... But he uses <laughs> pride in our lives or uh-huh. pride or the lack of it. Oh. False humility. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, I'm not so good at that. Oh. And we want somebody to go, yeah, you are. You really are. Don't try and get your, you know, your value from other people. Get it from the source. Mm-hmm. Get your purpose from the source. Mm-hmm. Get your truth from the source. Mm-hmm. Our faith can actually not just hold these back because the enemy wants to stick these into your flesh, that they just niggle and wiggle and and they stay with you and they burn for a long time. These flaming arrows, they flaming arrows. How Aussie is that? These flaming arrows stick in our flesh and they stay there for a long time and we walk around with them being, you know, a world is lit by them. Don't let deception, don't let doubt, don't let the pride get into your life. Use the shield of faith. And the shield of faith is not a single thing. It's a phalanx. When we link them together as brothers and sisters, as we come together and we eat together and we have intimate um, conversations, praying for each other. I'll give you a second. You know, (laughs) it's a linking up of our shields. We don't do this alone. If you're standing alone, then you're not in the right place. You need to go and stand alongside someone else. That's good. Okay, I've warmed them up for you. But that's like in, in the bros fast that we had, the men's morning, um, talking about the herd, like the, um, the carnivores will always try and pick off the weakest, the slowest, the, the diseased, the, the, the ones that are injured um, or the ones that are young. Um, so, so the enemy is similar to that. He will, he will try and pick up those that, that are isolated and, and God doesn't want us to be isolated. It's, it's not about being by yourself, being isolated uh, or thinking that you are the worst or thinking that you, you have, 
you've gone too far. I can't go to church now. That, that's actually, that is a lie from the devil. That's, that's, that's a lie um, because God wants you in the, in the herd and that's where you talk about those shields. We're, we're meant to, to surround those who are weaker. We're meant to get around those and, and, and cover them, protect them and, and get them into the centre um, so we stand on the outside, and we we've got the shield of faith that can that can handle yeah handle those attacks. But also, if if you're one of the infirmed, one of the young, one of the old, and and you're running away from the herd, it's hard for them to keep up with you. Oh. Don't run away from the herd. Don't run away from the household of faith. Oh, I'm too sick to come to church. Okay, COVID made a thing that we, if you were, had a sniffle. But I've heard of some people that have just got a sniffle and they're like, oh, and it's almost like an excuse. Am I being too real here? Yeah. It's almost like an excuse. Oh, I can't come to church today. I've got a, I've got a bit of a sniffle. And we heard Kenny up here this morning, should have blown his nose, but you know, like... <laughs> Sorry, Ken. I'm usually crying. I say that because I love so you so much. But yeah. don't run. Be a part of the family, the household yeah. of faith. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll let the joke. I love it that everyone's so excited. The first yeah. shall be last, oh, and the last shall no be power. first. We had trouble with power this morning. That's why. The, the we, we dropped a phase right before church started. And our team went, like, just worked like a well-oiled, crazy machine um, to get things happening. So, yeah. I, I want to grab something. Oh, yeah, excellent. Good job. <laughs> just looking at the time. <laughs> so I just want to mention in, in Ephesians 1... Um, so, uh, if you want something to encourage you, have a read through Ephesians. And if it doesn't work, read it again. And if it doesn't work, read it again. It, will, it is working, by the way. So, from the message translation, I just want to read something about Jesus. Um, verse 20 to 23. Um, we're picking up halfway. He's talking about the, the endless energy of God, right? All these energies issue from Christ. God raised him from the death. From death and set him on the throne in deep heaven. Because this is leading into our shield of faith, right? Um, in deep heaven, in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments. Yes. No name and no power is exempt from, exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He's in charge of it all. He has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ rules the church. The church, you see, is not a peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts. So take up your shield of faith, uh, faith that Jesus is who he says he is and he's the authority overall. Because you talk about it's expanding on the blitzkrieg of last week and, and it just jumped out at me as I was reading my notes that um, I know we're not not inflaming the enemy <laughs> with his flaming arrows, but um, like... You talk about equality and all the stuff that's going on with that and, and, and identity and everything. Uh, I, I just see that as a, as a hand being played of the enemy, right? Yeah, you can have some of that. Uh, it's his hand. He's playing his hand. If you're worried about all this or you're concerned about this, just remember he's playing his hand. He's played his hand. But, but more so than that, God has already played his hand. So Jesus, 
who is, is in charge of running galaxies and governments, he's played his hand. And let's, let's look at the authority that Jesus has in this situation, right? So if you're worried and concerned um, about what's happening, if, you're, if you think it's an issue what, what our children have to go through and what our children's children are going through and anyone from age zero to 100 uh, is going through on the planet at the moment with, with respects to identity and, and everything, equality, all that, the way that it is, it is spinning out, it's, it's getting momentum and it's growing, don't worry. Don't Come worry. On. Come on. Jesus is the final authority. Where do you go if something's out of order and you have a problem? You go to someone who has knowledge, authority or, or, or wisdom in the area. Let's go to Jesus because the word here says that he has everything. So, so you take up the shield of faith and believe that Jesus is who he says he is and you go, wait a second. This is a, I'm being shot by arrows at the moment. They're coming at me. So you get your shield of faith and you say, no. Jesus is the final authority in this, and I am part of the, the church. The world is peripheral to the church. The church is the center. Jesus is the center of the church, and I am putting my shield up. I'm getting it. And then you take up the sword of the Spirit, right, which is the Word of God, it, which declares who He is in that Scripture there. It declares it, who He is, that He lost it. It's gone. Come on back to me. Um, so not just for now, but forever. Not just because the government's changed, not just because culture has changed, not just because the ideas of this planet is changing. Jesus is still the centre of all. Jesus is still in charge of it all. I'm glad you're agreeing with me. Come on. Um, and you declare the word of God, what the word of God says over it. I'm, I'm reminded of Revelation, Jesus coming down on a horse and a, a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth, defeating his enemies. Why can't we do that? Why can't we get the word of God and defeat our enemies? Like, I'm not talking about blow, bullhorn guy on the corner just going, you're wrong, you're going to hell. You're... Yeah, okay. Um, you don't have to be that, but, but are you praying that? Are you believing that? Are you declaring that? Are you taking your shield of faith and going, you know what? No, I'm not going to believe these lies. Um, it's, it's not fanciful because fanciful is involved with fantasy. I'm talking about that because you think, oh, yeah, you could just be talking words. No, I'm, I'm not because fantasy has no base in reality. And this is the reality. I'm speaking the reality that Jesus is Lord over all. Um, and, and back at the, it reminded me of the early church, right? Um, so talking about unity, the early church, um, it says in Ephesians 2.14 in the Amplified, it says, for he himself is our peace and our bond of unity. He who made both groups, talking about Jews and Gentiles, you can expand that to a lot now because, because over time the, the church sort of split into different ways. There was different doctrines. There was different ideas and, and you've got this church and that church and that church. And, and I'm not going to talk about that or against that, but that Jesus is at the centre of it all. Is Jesus the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Then we are in the same church. All right? Let's... Not look at what divides us, but look at what centers us. And it's Jesus because he is our bond of unity. He who made both groups, into, he made two separated areas into one body and broke down the barrier, dividing the wall of spiritual anti, anti, antagonism between us. 
Let's not look at what is separating us. Let's not get our eyes focused on things that are broken and aren't going to bring unity. Let's focus on Jesus who is going to bring unity. That's what I love about these meetings because, because when I talk with someone else about the goodness of God, about Jesus, about what he's done for me, and, and that person then talks about what he's done and, and, and we are mutually encouraging ourselves, I feel a shield of faith growing around me, right? I feel there's something strong growing around me and I feel, I feel stronger. I feel encouraged. I feel belt, built up, built up. Bolt up. Bolt it. I didn't know what that word was until a South African told me. Um, we're not looking at what splits us or separates us. I'm sorry. Yeah. My kids get scared sometimes too. Um, it's easy to look at the things that separate us or, or define our church groups, but let's set our eyes on Jesus and allow him to remove those things that try and re- divide us. Does anybody know what I'm talking about there? Have we been through a, situ- a, a culture and a time where, where things are trying to divide us? Let's get to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, and, and focus on him. What else did I have to say? Because I'm trying to f- – no, I don't need to fit it well, all. Well, while, while you're looking for your points, um, <laughs> I'm just – that wasn't a shot. No, nah, it's fine. You're the hero in all my conversations. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> I forgot my point now. But um, this, this is normal for us. <laughs> But um, I, I really have forgotten my point now. Um, totally. Have you got yours? I, I've got it. I've got it. No, <laughs> eating. So, Did you, so you came for a bit of comedy. comedy so we've been talking yes. about discipleship eatings, not discipleship meetings. Come on. Because that is the early church, that's how it was. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I'm now sending you. How did he model it? Did he model it with a 10-week, you know, discipleship program that if one of them, Judas must have been away one week because he failed, you know, like, no, it wasn't based on that. It was based on doing life together in unity, being a family and being close to one another. This world at the moment, the pattern is that people are separated. Mm -hmm. And then what happens when you're isolated and you're separated? You blame everyone else for your separation and your isolation. And it's it's hard then to put yourself back out there. But I want to tell you, this is a safe place to do that. If you don't have, if you're, if you've been hearing us talking about eatings and not meetings and you're going no one's invited me around yet I haven't had I've had to go to places no then then actually say I will come to your place and I'll bring dinner oh we've done that we've actually said to contact us the people said we're coming around to your place and we're going to bring dinner and they're like fantastic no one will knock you back if you say I'm going to, even if it's just a stack load of pizzas that you <laughs> yeah, turn say, up at their place, did you cook it or you're buying it? Oh, you're buying it. Yeah, come yeah. <laughs> is it Dirty Bird? <laughs> hey, I heard a politician use the term Dirty Bird, and oh, I'm it's like, out there. we started that here. <laughs> you got your point. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and it's okay to grow in this too, by the way. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect straight away. Is that all right? If, you, if you're meeting with people and you're like, oh, we didn't talk about Jesus. <laughs> we, we didn't even, we forgot to pray before we ate. Oh, no. We did that. We just worked on plumbing with Gavin at my place. He came around for dinner and we just plumbed. Did, he just, well, he, I didn't do it. Because if I did it, there'd be water I everywhere. think that offendeth the Lord. Yeah. 
let's grow in it, okay? <laughs> can we grow in it? Yeah. Can we can we not be perfect straight away? Because that's comparison. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone um, drinks coffee, don't they? We're Christians. So <laughs> Zildjian doesn't. Zildjian, how's your arm going? It's fine. It's good. It's healing. Um, I just I want to get this in quickly. Uh, Ephesians two, uh, again, nineteen to twenty-two. I, I just want to read because it jumps into what you've got there um, from the message. It says it's it's plain enough. Oh yeah, okay. You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right. How good is this? With as much right to the name of Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here, in what he is building. Okay, I'm crying. I'm getting the tears out of my eyes. It's okay. I can read this. He, He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation, and now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. It's a holy temple being built by God. All of us built into it. A temple which is God, which God is quite at home. God's at home. God's at home with you, in you, in us. Awesome. Yeah, go for it. I love it in Ephesians 3 where it says, um, he's talking about the gospel that I was made a minister of. This is in verse 7. Um, of God's grace and I'm, and me to me I was given this you know to yeah. for the working of his power and and Paul saying to me though I am the very least of the saints God's people this grace which is undeserved was graciously given to proclaim to everyone the good news of his incomprehensible riches of Jesus Christ that wealth, Jesus. this spiritual wealth, Jesus. which no one can fully understand. And it goes on to say, so that now through the church, the multifaceted wisdom of God in all its countless aspects might be made known and revealed the mystery of to the angelic rulers, to the authorities, to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. And it says, this is in accordance with the terms of the eternal purpose, which he carried out in Jesus, in whom we have boldness and confident access through faith in him to approach God. Isn't that amazing? To approach God. And and the Father says, draw near to me and I draw near to you. There is nothing that stops us from approaching God. If you're able to stand, can you stand? I want to pray over you, Ephesians 4, oh, sorry, Ephesians 3, 14 and 19 to 19. Actually, I'm going to grab it. doesn't matter. It's probably verse 15 or 16. May He grant you out of the riches of His glory to be strengthened and spiritually energised with power through His Spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and your very personality, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And may you, having deeply rooted and securely grounded yourself in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, all God's people, the width, the length, the height, 
and the depth of His love, fully experiencing that amazing endless love and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled up throughout your whole being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life, completely filled and flooded with God Himself. Father, as I speak these words out, that the Apostle Paul wrote, Father, I thank You for Your Holy Spirit. Even if we didn't absorb them all, Father, I thank You for the power of those words and they do not return void. I thank You for the fullness of them dwelling in our lives. I thank You for love being in our life, peace being in our, in our lives. I thank You that we don't have to be anxious about anything. You are in charge, Father. I thank You for rhema words, now words. As the people open up their word and as their Holy Spirit causes them to meditate on what we've been speaking about today, when any fiery darts might come their way during the, the week, that they'll remember, no, no, Jesus, Jesus is above it all. He's in charge. I don't stand alone. God hasn't forsaken me. He never abandons me. He'll never even leave me without strength or a way of escape. Father, I thank you for fresh words of authority to stand on being made alive in each one of our lives father i thank you for where sin abounds that your grace abounds all the more and that we are saved by grace not by works that anyone can boast about how good they are but we are saved by grace father thank you for your grace jesus thank you thank you thank you for your faithfulness in coming to earth, to living a sinless life, dying on our behalf, an innocent man dying a criminal's death. So as the last Adam, you weren't the second Adam, there was the first Adam and the second Adam, but that means there could have been a third. No, you were the last Adam, that it was done in you. If there's somebody here that you've ne- you're away from God at the moment, you're away from a relationship with Jesus, maybe you don't have that intimate connection with Jesus. It's so easy. The Word of God says that if you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. That word saved means made whole, healed, delivered, have harmony in your life. It's a beautiful word. So we're just going to pray now. And Church, can you just agree along with those that are, have prayed this before? But if, if that's you, just I, take a moment. We're going to just set ourselves, because I can feel the presence of God here. Father, I thank you for moving on lives right now. Father, I thank you that no one's here by accident. We're here together. By the hand of Almighty God, King of the universe. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in Jesus. Please forgive me whereof I've offended you. Wash me clean. Make me whole. Jesus, I give you my life. 
Show me how to walk. Show me how to talk. Show me what real life is. Through your spirit. Through your word. And through your church. And I ask this in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.